0: Hi, I'm Linda Godfrey, author of Beast of Bray Road, Monsters Among Us, and American Monsters. And you're listening to Paranormal Guys, who are really great people, except they make small children do all their manual labor. But don't say you heard it from me. This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The facts that will be presented are true. Scientists, representing the world's foremost research centers, took part in the examination of the evidence.
1: I'm Chris. I'm Chad. And together we're a pair of normal guys. I don't like this lag that we get now. It's not synced. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> it's not looking into my eyes. Not face to face. Never. Real life. No. No.
1: IRL. Didn't they sing Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls? Uh, maybe. Anyway, so, Chad, yes. <laughs> we have made it to show 50. Wow. Some people may point out that the last show was a cheat and it was episode 49.5, but we will not listen to the haters.
0: Show made it to 50 before I did. Yeah. And it only took us what, 12 years to make so. 50 shows. I mean, you've had two kids since we started. Right? <laughs> uh, sure. But Chad, yes. we have
1: saved show number 50 as our most epic show ever. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're not going to do a pair of news stories. Oh, okay. I know, you're sad. I well, it's not the really... same if with, without Reverb, anyway. That's true. We uh, we have a special guest today.
0: What? Really?
1: Yes, and Chad, we need to be professional. Okay. Because this is perhaps the biggest name that we've ever had on Paranormal Guys. Hey, okay, this please.
0: is Seth Breedlove.
1: No, Seth, no. Not, <laughs> not today, Seth. You go back to the Cryptid Cave for now. Thank you. Anyway, our guest today appears on Travel Channel's Paranormal Caught on Camera. He is the host of the amazing Monsters Among Us podcast. He does some cool art. He even makes some short films. And by the way, he is a lover of fine art,
0: Chad. Fine art?
1: I know that he buys wonderful fine art from time to time. Like what? You know, bookends and stuff.
0: Oh, I thought you said fine art. Just,
1: you know, I can cut you off of here right now. I know you can. Anyway, Chad. Yes. Today we have the multimedia master of monsters himself. One Ooh. Mr. Derek Hayes. Yay! Hello. Hello, oh Derek. my God. How are you guys doing? Good. I am wonderful and slightly vibraty because I've had way too much coffee and tea. But Ew. there you go.
2: If you hit the right vibration, you might be able to uh, either lift off or sink into objects, Philadelphia experiment style. Who knows? Open a,
1: po- open a portal. There you go.
2: Man, please, please open a portal. I need stuff <laughs> to talk about. Just open one little portal for me. By the way, I want to say congrats on your 50th before we get too far into this. Oh, well, thank um, you. <laughs> I didn't realize it was your 50th until you just introduced that. So congrats. That's That's a big deal. And right. also... You really played me up really high, so I, I have a lot to live up to now. So
1: thanks a lot for that as well. Hey, no problem. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show with us. Yeah, not a problem. Not a problem. I'm really looking forward to it. Awesome. I guess just to get things going, you uh, you are in California? Yes. Yes, I'm in Southern California. I actually live in
2: the mountains of Southern California, so I'm about an hour and a half outside of LA, up about a mile in the
1: air. I hear it never rains in Southern California.
2: It seldom rains in California, but when it does, it comes down. Uh, we get snow mostly in the in our precipitation because we're so high up. And when we do, it's like three, sometimes three and a half feet at a time. So that's a lot of fun.
1: No, no thanks. <laughs> well, it's all ski
2: resorts and stuff up here. So people really want it. And also it's not like back east where it lasts for weeks. It's pretty much gone in like three or four days and you're back to square one. So it's yeah. really nice, actually. I, I don't mind it at all. My wife, on the other hand, she's not happy about it. She's yeah. from Cleveland, so she tried to escape the,
1: the weather and I took her to the mountains. <laughs> She's not happy with me. Right. Yeah. I know here uh, we get more than uh, flurries and it just goes insane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, you guys are, are a little bit, so you're not, you're obviously not Southern, but you're a little bit Southern. And when you get a little bit Southern, people, the further you go, the more people can't drive in, in inclement weather has been my experience. So, uh, you guys are in Kentucky and in Southern Indiana, so I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I've been yeah. in I've been in Atlanta during a snowstorm, and I saw how people handle that, so not not a good scene. I know Chris yeah. has difficulty with snow what? scares him. Snow oh, scares with snow, you. I
1: thought you meant with yeah. it. It does. I hate snow. I know you do. I hate it with a passion.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Got to look at it a different way, like look for Wendigo or something out there while you're. <laughs> While well, you're uh, enjoying the wampas, there you go, exactly.
1: I, I don't want to, you know, one, I don't want to drive in snow because I like living. Two, if it snows, you're more likely to see tracks around your house. is something you may not want to see. I, I like to live in ignorance. Wouldn't you rather know that they're there? No. <laughs> I mean, to each their own. I'm
2: I, I'm looking at it as... <laughs> If I know they're there, then I can take precautions to protect myself, but if I'm completely oblivious, (laughs) then I could come around a corner and walk face-to-face with something I don't want to see.
0: I don't need snow. I know when they've been here, because there's copies of the Watchtower on the handrail at the front (laughs) (laughs) porch. Not a big deal.
1: My, my. Mm -mm -mm. So, talking about monsters and stuff, Monsters Among Us, your podcast, I have been... Granted, I I didn't really listen to it up until about maybe a year ago. And even then, it was just here and there. I I didn't even really know about it until I think it was last year when we were on the way to CryptidCon. And we kind of listened in to a show or two. And then gradually, especially like maybe the last three or four months, I have been any chance I get while I'm sculpting, while I'm doing whatever, I have the back catalog playing. And it is an amazing, amazing podcast. <laughs> Thank you. I, I
2: really appreciate it. But I, I certainly can't take the credit for it because without the people calling in, without the people sharing their stories, I wouldn't have anything. So right, uh, right. those people are really what make the program. I'm just the guy that collects the stories and slaps them together. So uh, you're 100% right. It is incredible, but it's not because of me.
1: <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. You know, talking about the monsters and everything like that, cryptids, monsters, whatever moniker you want to put on them. Uh, what, what, what was the whole thing that got you started down the whole cryptid paranormal kind of road? Well, if I'm truthful, I've been into this for the last
2: 30 some years. Um, when I was about nine or 10 years old, me and my brother and a friend of ours had a, a cryptid experience in Southeast Ohio, where I grew up. Uh, long story short, we essentially saw an ABC, an alien big cat or alien black cat. In this case, it was a big black Panther type creature. And I didn't know anything about it. I knew they weren't supposed to live there. I was old enough to know that. So, you know, once I got back to school, I started doing the research. I got into like the Daniel Cohen books, a bunch of other authors of, of children's paranormal books. Just devoured all of those. Was introduced to Bigfoot, uh, Loch Ness monster, Mothman, all these other creatures, and just opened the floodgates. Uh, I, I'm I'm up for anything strange. I'm up for anything unusual, anything that's different from what other people like, so I was immediately drawn to this, and now it's a popular subject, but back in the day, it really wasn't.
0: Right, right. Now, Derek, I know when you get all these stories on your show, there's lots of creepy stuff. I know Chris has a morbid fear of (laughs) black-eyed children, or (laughs) bags black-eyed kids. He's afraid they're going to show up at his house. I don't know who would
1: have given me that idea.
0: I don't either. But anyway, (laughs) was there ever a story from a caller that stuck with you that just kind of creeped you out so much. You might look over your shoulder out the window or something just really stuck with you. Kind of was that nightmare material that bothered you?
2: Yeah. There's, there's one in particular and I call it the, the call that made me quit for the night. Now, basically I I built a studio here in my basement and it's all decked out. It looks like a a funeral home or a museum or I don't, it kind of looks like what Chris has in the background of his, Um, but darker, a lot darker. It's all black and, (laughs) It, it, it's it's dank down here let's put it that way so at night i'll sit down here with a beer or something and just listen to calls and i'll listen to calls for like three or four hours and uh, play some scary music in the background really get into the the scene and i never have any problems like i don't care what the story is i can walk outside and go upstairs and it's not a big deal i'm afraid of the bears that are outside but that's a whole other story uh <laughs> but this one particular call it was about a man and i can't remember his name or where he was from and i really should because i bring the story up a lot but he uh he was driving down the road and he had his young son, a like a two-year-old son, in the back seat. And they were driving past a cemetery with the flush stones to the ground, not the not the raised stones. You guys know what I'm talking about. Like a lot of right. uh military. Um, yeah, like a lot of military cemeteries have these. Mm-hmm. So they're driving by and all of a sudden the kid gets super excited. He goes, Dad, look at all those people. They're just standing around. And he's referring to the cemetery. Oh. So the kid looks up there, or the father looks up there and it's just you know, a field with some stones that you could barely make out. He said the kid had no idea it was a cemetery, but according to the child, there were just people wandering around this field. He called it. Uh, I don't know what they were doing, looking for their bodies. Who knows what they were doing, but that creeped me out so bad. I put the headphones down and I just went upstairs. I was done for the night. And that's the only time that's ever happened. It was just the way he said it. It was just the way the kid, uh, <sighs> handled the situation like he wasn't scared he wasn't concerned it was just a matter of fact there's a bunch of people there that the father can't see and that that really did me
1: in
0: see chris i told you kids are creepy kids are very creepy they are creepy yeah
1: really going the (laughs) black-eyed kids thing let me explain
0: that okay let's 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 hear this
1: (laughs) okay dog man bigfoot Mothman, what chupacabra whatever though those those are wildlife (laughs) so they're expected to be around it's something that if you see you're like oh holy crap what that what is that you you know what it is from a ways away it's not going to surprise you Mm -hmm. a lot of black eyed kid sightings happen in places about where like where my house happens to be (laughs) at the edge of town around woods uh by itself one porch light And they come knock on your door and you don't know anything's up until the little tyke raises his face and you go, oh, holy crap, black eyes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and and then Chad likes to point out all these things of, hey, you know, this would be your your house is like the prime location for black eyed kids. (laughs) So that's why they creep me out is is the same reason, Chad, that you think of any Hollywood monster zombies would be the ones that would Uh exist it's black eyed kids to me are the ones that's like, okay. Eh.
2: So, so that's your, like your, your main boss, I guess you would say you're, you're in the paranormal cryptid world is, is the black eyed yeah, yes. kids. What about yes. you, Chad? What, what's your, what's your uh, creature that you're most concerned about, I guess, or it doesn't have to be creature, just phenomenon. I guess.
0: You know, for the longest time, it was a uh, shadow man.
2: Okay. That makes it, sense.
0: It was shadow man just showing up. And I think where that roots from, It's really dumb. It was like an old Monsters episode, I think it was. And the kid has a shadow man. It's under his bed and he can tell it what to do. And it's going out like beating up bullies and stuff that were messing with him. Sounds great. So he's in his room (laughs) and the shadow man's there and it's like getting ready to just mangle the crap out of him, whatever. He's like, "But you're my shadow man. He's like, no, I'm not your shadow man. And then I, I think somewhere in my childhood that it kind of stuck with me after that. <laughs> that I'm, I'm, I'm the same
2: way with gray aliens and unsolved mysteries. Like all all you had to do was show me the cover of Whitley Strieber's novel in that uh-huh. in that production, and uh man, I had nightmares
0: for ten years. Christopher Walken <laughs> in there and a i would never even (laughs) seen the movie it
2: was just from the it was just from the uh, clip from unsolved mysteries and and it was I could tell you the story exactly there was a a gentleman that was uh, on leave from the military I think it was in South Carolina or somewhere on the eastern seaboard and it was late at night he was on a bus and he was supposed to get off of the stop and call uh, his uh, superior or something they were going to come pick him up. So he got there and called and said, oh, I'll be there in 10 minutes. And the guy waited for hours and hours and hours, and the guy never showed up. So he calls back. He's like, hey, man, I was there hours ago, and you were nowhere to be found. And then he started doing the regression and and found out he was actually abducted. And then they kind of segued into the Whitley-Strieber communion stuff, and man, I was was done for. And then a few years later, Fire in the Sky came out, and I didn't sleep for two years.
0: (laughs) I see it. Stuff's creepy. Yeah. We were we went to a ghost investigation, Bobby Mackey's, and I actually stopped nice. to see the Mothman prophecies uh, before I went because they weren't meeting until real late at night. Creeped me out for the rest of the night. And then we ended up sitting in the basement in the dark, me and a friend of mine with uh, tape recorders on, and that's where the lady was sacrificed, and they used to dump all the, the parts when it was like a slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. And, it, yeah, it's, it creeped me out for the rest of the night. It's like a well or something down there, right? Yeah, it's just a you hole made, in the floor, a hole and in we the took ground. A microphone and just lowered it down into the hole and recorded. Back then, all we had was cassette tape and a few cheap digital recorders. It's been a long time ago, but we ended up not getting anything.
2: That's how it goes, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunate. that, uh, yeah.
0: You can, that place you, is pretty cool, though. You can. It's cool. It's yeah. cool. It's a neat old building.
2: I've, I've, I've actually never been there, but uh, I've done a lot of research on it, obviously, for the show. And uh, th- I feel that way with a lot of places. I really want to visit these places, but I have no opportunities to do so. So if anyone's listening that has access to places like Bobby Mackey's, let us know. Maybe Chris, Chad, and I can uh, get in there and, and do some investigating.
1: I think it would be Derek and Chad doing the investigating.
0: <laughs> it's always scared of everything.
1: Yeah, I am. I'm, I am. I have not had a paranormal experience in my life. And I'm relatively thankful for that. It's probably
2: I, why you're so afraid of it. If I'm, I, a if big I'm chicken. honest. Yeah. <laughs> it, I think once you have it, you realize it's, I don't want to say it's not such a big deal because it really affects a lot of people, but it's, it's easier to put in perspective. I've, I've, like I said, I had the ABC experience and I've also had a couple, I'll call them ghostly experiences because I don't know what else they were. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid uh, around the same time, ironically, I was uh, visiting my grandparents in Florida. And whenever I would walk by a particular doorway, I would see a Native American full uh, feather headdress, everything just dancing, going to town, arms, legs, just flailing. But when you turn your head to look at them, they're gone. And not every time, but most of the times I would walk past the hallway in the peripheral, I would see this image. And as soon as you turn around, it's gone. And there's nothing you can you can mistake it for. It was just a daybed and a blind in that spot, Uh, you know, a big window with some blinds. So it was silhouetted against the blind every time I saw it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird thing. I can't certainly can't say it was a ghost, but I don't know what else it could have been. But after having these experiences, I'm less afraid of them. I'm less concerned about them because I, you know, I survived both of those. So if I've, if I've gotten through that, then how bad can it possibly be kind of situation? (laughs) But then I hear stories of people that their lives are literally turned upside down by some of this stuff. So uh, maybe watch what you wish for, I suppose.
0: Now, Speaking of people that were affected by weird stuff, the Travel Channel, um, Paranormal Caught on Camera, you uh, get to see the, a lot of those videos, right? Yeah, you yeah. So you kind of analyze them. Uh, what have you seen on there that's really stuck with you that's been like, holy crap, you know, this is so weird. I'll never forget it
2: um there's a lot of stuff that i think is is so weird that i won't forget it but that doesn't necessarily mean i believe that it's paranormal mm-hmm. um the pro i don't want to s- i gotta be careful how i talk here but the problem with with uh paranormal con on camera is that we try to celebrate the paranormal not necessarily debunk it or prove anything wrong so they don't really support that no matter i mean i try to if i see something that's debunkable i certainly tell them like hey this is i think this is what this is here's how it was captured blah 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 uh be it a fake or just a misidentification but they you know for for reasons television reasons they don't use uh, a lot of those clips so if people watch the show and think oh you believe every little thing you see well not necessarily that's just how it's edited um now to answer your question chad uh there's been a few ufo uh, videos that have come through that really intrigue me and they're super boring. They're super boring <laughs> UFO videos. It's like a, a white ball in the sky. That's, that's traveling across, uh, the horizon. There was uh, we recently did some stuff with a gentleman in, uh, Las Vegas that's filmed dozens of UFOs over the city over the past couple of years. And some of the captures he had were, were pretty incredible. And these were really fast moving, bright lights, extremely bright lights, like led style, uh, it's like like stars essentially it looked like venus was just flying through the sky i guess is, wow. is a way to describe it and then of course there's uh, a few cool ghost ones here and there and obviously some cryptid ones on occasion but uh my bigger hang up is trying to figure out how to communicate that i don't necessarily believe some of these stories and and i think as people watch they kind of get the inclination that we all believe everything we see and it's just not the case
0: yeah yeah, I, I get it. I know exactly what you mean. We used to we went on a lot of investigations back. Gosh, it's been 20 years ago that we started doing a lot of stuff where we were in the field, and we were up at Waverly all the time because the Louisville Ghost Hunter Society had like exclusive rights just going there. This is before it was more touristy, and they weren't doing all the big pay tours and stuff. So mm-hmm. we stayed in there, set in the hallways in the dark, and you know you'd have nothing. And then every once in a while, you just have a little bit of something going on, and then you watch these ghost hunting shows, and it's like, bang, 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 they got something going on constantly, and I've I've never been anywhere where that's happened. So it's a lot of a lot of TV magic, I'm sure.
2: Well, you know, I, I can explain a little bit of that as well. Uh, I'm just familiar with the process enough to know that, you know, when a team like, let's say, Ghost Hunters goes into a location, they're in there for five, six days. They're not there for one night like they show. So all that evidence that they've collected is over five or six days, and then they just kind of display it as a one-night one deal. Okay. Uh, so that's why it looks like they catch so much activity. I, I don't necessarily think they're faking it. Of course, there are shows that do, but uh, I don't think most of them are faking it. I think it's just uh, this is what we caught. This,
1: here's what we have to present. You guys think what you want to think.
0: Yeah. yeah okay. uh, what,
1: was, what was the name of that one ghost show that used to be my favorite one, Chad? The, the British people. That the, um, one, the one guy had his his uh spirit buddy that he always talked to that's uh, the guy you're talking
2: about i'm trying to think of the name of the show um most haunted
1: most haunted
2: <clears throat> yeah
1: i, I love that show yvette
2: fielding i think was the host of that show yeah that was big in the early 2000s and and Man, it it came out that most of what they showed was actually fake. I don't know if yeah. you guys heard that yeah. or not, but um <laughs> super disappointing because that show was so creepy back in the day. I mean, yeah, this it was. was the early time early days of of reality paranormal television. This was before, maybe right around the time Ghost Hunters came out and there really wasn't much else out there.
0: Yeah. Now, World's Scariest Places, I think was another show that was on around the same time. Yeah. And Monster usually
2: only X. on around Halloween, too. They would only run that series around Halloween anyway. So yeah. you really didn't have an option for year-long paranormal.
0: We had a weird gap, that 70s, early 80s, and then it seems like it just kind of rode along Unsolved Mysteries for a while, and then we had another big boom. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I had I missed a lot of that kind of little shows because In Search Of and all those little movie specials came out and, of course, they still showed Legend of Boggy Creek almost every weekend when I was growing up. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so yeah, I, I grew up in a lot of that stuff. So you kind of miss those shows when they're not really in production. Yeah. yeah, I get it. That's where podcasts are nice because you get a lot of stuff when there's nothing really out there to watch or you've already seen it.
2: And you can find your niche too. Like if, if, if your thing is UFO abductions, alien abductions, you can find podcasts that are strictly alien abductions and you can get exactly what you want. Right. Uh, that, that's the beautiful thing about podcast is, is you're able to find
1: something that fits in your wheelhouse. Somebody out there's done it. So I did listen to coast to coast AM religiously. And, you know, back in the day, Art Bell, he, he took calls and you could have told him that Bigfoot was sitting beside you on the phone and wanted to talk to him. And he'd go, Oh yeah, put him on the phone. Let's talk to Bigfoot. And you could tell Art Bell at least acted everybody that called in was telling the God's honest truth. Yeah. And, but now he didn't really get to screen like you do. So (laughs) that's true. How, how many, like in a given, say hundred calls you get, how many of those are ones that as soon as you listen to, you're just like, what the heck is wrong with that person? And just, and it never sees the light of day. Um, do you get, do you get many of them? A lot less than you would think. I'll be honest.
2: Uh, I get a lot of, I'll call them pranks, but they're not really pranks. It's just children calling in saying, oh, I saw Bigfoot's wiener or something along those lines.
1: <laughs> nice. I, I have
2: a folder full of those. There's probably 30 of them, I guess.
1: A folder but, full of Bigfoot wieners?
2: Yeah, pretty much. If you, want, if you want to see it, I can send it to you. Chad might. <laughs> okay, I'll send it to Chad. I mean, it's worth taking a look. I mean, it's impressive. Sure. Just to um <laughs> Yeah, contrast, compare, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, but as far as calls where I'm like, I'm not going to play this. this is just too off the wall. I try to find a way to play those calls too. Uh, I feel like they're learning experiences as well. And I can think of a particular Bigfoot story, I believe out of Oklahoma, maybe three or four seasons ago, where I, I kind of have this thing, uh, like a checklist I go through for every call to kind of tell me if the person's being truthful, if, if all this stuff lines up and I'm really tight, to the vest with a lot of that information, I would like to share it because if people right. find out what my system is, then they can just you know go around me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but as
2: far as Bigfoot's concerned, I've already tipped my hat to this. So some of the things I'm looking for in a in a Bigfoot experience is the behavior of the creature. Where is it walking? Is it out in the open? Is it trying to stay hidden? Is it acting like a wild animal that's trying to evade capture, or is it acting like somebody that's trying to draw attention? Uh, I look at the color. Uh, the height, that's another thing. And what else do people have posted? Like if they posted one vi- Bigfoot video and the rest of it's pictures of their kids or something, then that tells a lot more than if there's like seven or eight different Bigfoot videos through there that, oh, I saw Bigfoot here and there and there and there. I, I don't believe anybody that says they've seen him more than two or three times. I just don't. It's, it just seems too impossible. But um, long story short, I ended up playing this call and, and used it to kind of point out some of this stuff. I'm like, look, this guy – not only smelled Bigfoot, but he heard Bigfoot. He heard wood knocks. He found footprints. He saw the creature. Then the creature attacked him. Then he shot the creature, and then he ran from the the woods, shooting into the woods as the creatures were following him. It, it just it snowballed and included every little trope to a Bigfoot <laughs> sighting that there could be. And that to me, that's the biggest red flag of all. If you include everything, then that sighting's probably not real. Was it? Well, wasn't Sam Elliott? Was it? It was exactly Sam Elliott. And then he went and he shot Hitler. We shot Hitler first, and then. He oh
1: left. yeah, so, sorry. Then he right. killed Yeah, get it right, my man. Bad. Sorry.
2: <laughs> they worked really hard on that movie to get the, those facts right. So I know. I have not.
1: not I have not had the pleasure to see it yet, but I did listen to your uh, roundtable discussion on it, and, and I feel like I've seen it. Yeah. And don't know if I really want to watch it now. <laughs>
2: honestly i i hate to crap on movies because you know i worked in the film industry for a long time but that one's pretty bad Uh, i think listening to our show you kind of get an idea of what what you're missing and you can make a decision from there if you want to watch it
1: in all reality though there has only been one movie that i've ever started and not finished and it was uh it was thanks to chad (laughs) you remember which movie that was chad i think jesus was in it jesus christ was it vampire killer jesus christ was, vampire, hunter? vampire hunter yes yeah. that it sounds could, amazing <laughs> i could not make it through like the first 15 minutes of that
0: all i remember is body of christ when he's <laughs> killing him so somebody
2: saw a Lincoln vampire hunter and thought i have an idea
0: uh, this I was actually that, that was
1: before that, that. yeah. yeah. Oh, was well,
2: that was a comic book though, wasn't it? The Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter was a comic book or a graphic novel yeah, for a while. Yes, yes. So so I know the, it was the hard, been out there. I don't know.
1: Yeah. So know. that could have been where that yeah that where that idea came from. They just upped it a level. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing original on Hollywood anymore. Like,
2: it, the cliche is true. Like, it's just all regurgitated stories. Everything's already happened. Uh, every once in a while, you get a gem that's, and actually, I think we did a roundtable on it yesterday about uh, one of these gems that I think was super different from everything else. But for the most
1: part, most of the movies are just the same crap over and over, unfortunately. Pretty much. And now, you know, that everything's in the hey, let's just take a movie that was awesome and reboot it. Yep. Yep.
2: Or a character that everybody already knows, an existing character—that's uh, a no-brainer to make money, and that's what this business is. It's not art; it's making money. So, uh, you know, you get all these comic book movies and stuff like that. Yeah, which people love. I, I'm not a—I'm not a huge fan of of them. I like Batman, I guess, like the main ones, but I don't really get into like the Marvel <laughs> universe or anything. But uh, people seem to love them, so I'm not really knocking them. I'm just making an observation, I guess. I mean, I'll at least watch it and give it a try.
0: Yeah, I mean the Marvel movies were getting old to me until Ragnarok came out, and then I really like that. And then they went right back to the same, you know, supervillain formula into oh, yeah. the world. At the end, we all come together, and it's blah blah blah. It's not fun. I like Fun movies. Oh my, dog man in the kitchen.
1: I was just said there's a cryptid in your house.
0: <laughs> there's three of them in there.
1: Oh boy, stand and three. Up. And hey, one other thing before we start talking about. Sorry, I'm being rushed Limbaugh there. <laughs> anyway, uh, before we go on to the main reason that we are we are here, you and Mr. David Flora of Blurry Photos just had here a week or so, two weeks. Time, like I said, time doesn't exist to me right now.
2: I think it was at, over a month ago, but
1: yeah. <laughs> fair enough. At, the some, indication. at some point in the past, you guys had a Kickstarter uh, get did. funded for a little project you're working on about something I had never heard of until you started talking about it. And I donated. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Well, it's the same difference. And I
2: I appreciate you and everyone else that, that did do so. Um, Yeah. Basically uh, what's the quickest way to tell this story, I guess. I do a lot of camping uh, my wife and I, and one of the places we would frequent is a state park called Anza Borrego state park. Now this place kind of looks, I guess, looks a little bit like the grand Canyon much, much, much smaller, but kind of gives, has the same uh, desert feel to it, uh, red rocks, uh, cactus, that kind of thing, and uh, so we started visiting this park, and I thought, well, there's got to be some paranormal stuff here, I've heard some things, so I started looking for books or DVDs, something like that, to kind of educate myself on, on the goings-on there, and I realized there was absolutely nothing, I couldn't find a single book on the internet, at any of the gift shops, they just they just don't exist, so I got to thinking, I'm like, well, maybe I'll just do a documentary, and I, I knew that was too big for me to handle on my own, so Uh, I started talking to David about it, and uh, we just started uncovering all the phenomena that's going on out there. There's a Bigfoot species that they call the Borrego Sandman. There's uh, tons of UFO sightings. There's ghost sightings from the Old West. There was an old stagecoach that went through there, and that's uh, attributed to a lot of different ghost stories. There's alien beings that have been seen, dogmen, ghost lights that actually derailed a train and killed a conductor. uh, Sorry, a brakeman, actually. So there's all kinds of phenomenon going on out there, but nobody's talking about it. Nobody's making documentaries. Nobody's writing books. It's just the information isn't out there. There's a few things here and there on the internet, and that's about the extent of it. So we kind of dove in. We did some, some big-time research to find out if there's enough stuff to make a documentary, and we found that there's enough stuff there to make several documentaries. So we kind of just went for it and luckily enough everybody uh, kind of accepted it and and we're funded so we don't know when we're going to get to shoot because of this whole pandemic thing but right, right. as soon as it clears up we're going to be out in the desert shooting this thing and getting it getting it out there we're really excited about
1: it yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to that it sounds yeah, that's awesome really interesting it, it, we're hoping it's going to be something different and new for people um it,
2: it, as much as i love point pleasant and bridgewater triangle <laughs> and all these other places like i'm kind of getting tired of hearing about it. i want to hear something new and I guess the only way that's going to happen is if I throw it out there. So um, so that's one of the things that that, that we're trying to do. Uh, and we've actually coined this area. We called it the Borrego Triangle because all this activity seems to happen in one particular triangle uh, that mostly encompasses most of the park. There's, there's a few places outside of it, like the Salton Sea uh, is one of these weird, strange places here in Southern California that's also included in this little area. Joshua Tree isn't far away. And of course, there's a few of these, like Edwards uh, Air Force Base, and there's Twenty Nine Palms, and there's tons of Bigfoot reports out of both of those uh, military bases. Apparently, they they find them in the tunnels underneath the the base and all kinds of stuff. So these stories are wild. They're uh, probably a lot of them aren't true. I mean, we're probably going to uncover <laughs> that. Let's let's be honest. But uh, even if half of them are true, even if ten of them are true, like it's worth exploring. There's just so much going on out there in this unexplored land.
1: Wow so that will be awesome yeah Uh, i
2: I wish i had an update for you but like i said with (laughs) all that's going on i don't even know if we're going to be able to shoot this year or not true yeah yeah yeah. definitely
1: yeah it'll all blow over and we'll we'll get stuff done
2: yeah yeah eventually it'll come out and and the beauty of it is is we just give ourselves extra time like now we have a year to produce this film instead of three months (laughs) that we had
1: prior so it's just going to get better well there you go so that does bring us on (laughs) To what Chad was alluding to earlier and kind of one of the uh, main reasons that one of, not reasons, but one of the main things I wanted to chat about. Sure. This is something that I had no idea about until, you know, a certain episode or two of Monsters Among Us. I heard those. And one of the few times in my life I can say that I knew about something paranormal, cryptid related before Chad did. Because nice. the other night when I told him about it, he didn't know what it was. <laughs> I've never heard of it before. You know, I'm
2: not surprised. If, if you guys are talking about what I think you're talking about, I'm not surprised, but I'll, I'll let Chris right. actually introduce yep. it.
1: It is uh, the Mirrored Men. Mm-hmm. And I believe if I remember right from hearing on the episode, that is, uh, that's actually, you get credit with uh, kind of tagging that little name to him there.
2: Yeah. I mean, man, I lucked into something early on. Uh. Trying to think of the best way to tell this story, too. I try not to be too long-winded, but it's difficult. Um, When I started off the show, it was just kind of a project. I I didn't think it was going to take off. I thought it had potential to take off, otherwise I wouldn't have done it. But uh, early on, I, I had a couple hundred listeners, maybe a thousand listeners or something in the first five or six episodes. It took off really quickly. And... But I was hurting for stories. Just because I had listeners didn't mean that people were actually calling in. I don't think they trusted me, didn't trust the system, that kind of situation. So I would hit up all my friends, and and I remembered my buddy Matt, I went to college with, told me a really creepy story. happened to him when he was a kid. So I called him up. I said, Matt, just do me a favor and call this story in, will you? And he reluctantly did so. And and I really thought it would just play and that would be it. It would just be one more weird story in this series of of uh, podcasts. And uh so I played it. And next thing I knew over the next two or three episodes, I had tons of people calling in. I think I had six or seven different submissions within the next two months of people that saw the exact same thing. Now, what this is, is essentially his experience was he was laying in bed and he got the urge to get up and look out the window. And he said it was uh, he, he couldn't. Uh, deny the urge. He had to go look out the window. So he did. He kind of kneeled down and and placed his arms on the windowsill and looked out. And suddenly three figures walk into frame. And now he lived at the end of a cul-de-sac. And I think if I remember correctly, it was the first house that was built there. So there were no other houses yet. And these three figures walked in complete unison uh, from, I believe, left to right out out of his frame. And right before they got out of frame, they all stop and look at him simultaneously. And every movement, he said, was mirrored. All three of these gentlemen, every if they'd move an arm, all three of them would move the exact same arm. And so they kind of walked out of frame, looked at him, and then the next thing he knew, it was daytime. And uh, he lost uh, six hours, something along those lines. He woke up in the exact same position he was, he was in when he last remembered them looking at him. Like I said, I thought this would all be like a one-off. And then suddenly I got calls from Iowa. I got calls from Missouri. Uh, I had one that actually took place five miles from my house here, which was super strange. A lot of them seem to take place in rural areas. A lot of them seem to take place with uh, full moons or inclement weather, like snow. Snow is a big big thing. And a lot of people report some sort of precipitation, usually snow in their sighting. So I don't know what these things are. I, I was lucky enough that I couldn't find them anywhere else. It was my show basically. So I'm like, I got to name these things. I can't keep talking, calling them the weird creatures or the weird people. (laughs) So, you know, I kind of came up with a name and I was super excited about that. I never in a million years thought I'd get to name a phenomenon, but uh, within my first eight episodes, I got to do it. So that was pretty incredible. Um, and I think it did a good job. I think Mirdman pretty much sums them up and it's a creepy, creepy moniker. Uh, so anyway, that that's basically it snowballed from there. I've had probably close to two dozen submissions now over the years of of these creatures. I still have a few I haven't even played yet. I try oh, to nice. pep- pepper them out. Um so I don't know what they are. I don't I honestly don't even know if they're real, but I've found them other places since they've showed up on my show. Um and I, I it put me on the spot. I can't think of exactly who who or where I saw these things, but uh, I could probably send you some links if I think about it. But they're out there, it's just harder to find. The, the, the best place to find this phenomenon is actually my show, which I will also point this out too. If if I was looking at this from the outside, I would be super skeptical of all of this because oh, you only hear about it on your show? How convenient. <laughs> um, I, I'm aware of that, and I'm being as transparent as possible. I mean, I know this guy that told the original story, and I believe him, so I can only I can only go by you know what other people send in and and I've spent years and years listening to these stories and I feel like I'm pretty good at sussing out the uh, the fabrications from the real events and none of these really stick out to me as some sort of made up event.
0: Now when people are calling in and telling you these stories is there a certain time frame or decade or era that most of them come from like were these stories from the 90s stories from the early 2000s or they just run the whole they they
2: run the gamut. The the first couple were from man, it's it's difficult to pinpoint. Uh I would say like maybe the early eighties would be some of the, my earliest uh, encounters. I know my buddies was probably ninety-two, ninety-three, something like that. Um, and then the one that happened near me, I think just happened a couple years ago, maybe three or four years ago. So there's they're still continuing to happen. Uh I had some guy in Virginia actually uh call went in that happened to him the year prior. So that would have been maybe two or three years ago as well. So these are still taking place. They're just really spread out. And and I feel like people just don't report the the encounter because it's it's strange, but it's not so strange that it's not just people walking. You know what I mean?
1: It's the missing right. time that really makes it the uh the encounter. You know another one of the the weird kind of aspects that I've of the ep- shows that I've heard that uh you talk about them is what they're wearing. Cause yeah. I know there's a few of the ones that uh people will say they have robes or cloaks or something like that. But then there's that every once in a while you get the one where the crazy creepy mirrored men are wearing their tweed suits. Tweed suits, yeah. Yeah. What the heck? <laughs> of, of all things. Of all things. Uh
2: yeah, you hear them about you hear about the cloaks which i think the original matt my buddy uh i think his was cloaks originally but then uh there was a few the, the big one this is the big submission was the deer stand uh submission basically this guy was hunting yeah. deer he was in a deer stand in iowa i want to say and suddenly everything went quiet and he saw these three figures just walk up the path and he thought man that's weird and he was kind of mad because they blew his cover basically and um once they got close enough he's like well this is really strange so he brought his gun up just so he could look through the sight to see what uh look through the scope sorry to see what these things were and that's when they all turned and looked at him and the next thing he knew it was dark and he fell out of his tree stand so uh <laughs> i don't know it, it, it's some weird stuff and these stories are just they're so off-putting i think that's the thing they kind of have like that men in black uh, black-eyed kid feel to them like they're people but they're not
1: people at the same time and that's that's terrifying to most of us so then What's your theory on what they may be, like aliens? I know one of the aspects people say about them is when they turn, it's almost like their mouth kind of oh, yeah. turns before the rest of their head. Almost like Chad pointed out, uh, they'll use that effect uh, with like demons a lot when they show them in movies where it's like they're oh, not in, like- they're not in phase yeah. with our dimension or something like that. Uh, they're moving at a different vibration, basically, right, is right. what it appears,
2: and I f- completely forgot about that, and I don't know how they're they're described as like uh, frog lipped. I guess they just have really wide mouths, uh, deep sunk eyes, but yeah, you're right. When they turn their heads, like like they're it's like they're turning in slow motion, you know, and there's like a, I don't know, a 200 frame per second camera running, and somebody like shakes their head back and forth, and you see their cheeks like slowly uh, flapping back and forth. That's kind of the effect that that these people are describing when they turn their heads, like their mouths and their nose and stuff just have to catch up to the rest of their head. And that's a strange thing. And I feel like that's impossible to explain to somebody what you saw, if if that is in fact what you saw. So I I commend these people for, for communicating that somehow. Um, To me, uh, one of my listeners proposed a theory that I thought was pretty good. They suggested that maybe these things are some sort of interdimensional uh, travelers maybe coming from like the fourth or fifth dimension and uh, that could explain why the lag in, in movement if they're running at a different vibration and it could also explain why there's three of them maybe there's really only one being but because we just can't see their dimension correctly they display as three or mirrored or something along those lines i'm not smart enough to figure all this out and i'm not going to claim <laughs> to be but um these are some of the theories that have been proposed and i thought well these make just as much sense as anything else i, I I don't get the feeling that they're like alien in, in, in nature. Uh, I don't think they're from outer space or anything along those lines. I, uh, if I had to, if I had to put a finger on it, I'd say somehow they're, they're from another dimension, another riff or, or something like that. It's something we don't, don't know about.
1: Right. Right.
2: If that makes any sense at all.
0: Oh sure. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now Derek in the stories that you've been told, they, they mirror each other at least in the three images. Um, was there ever a point or ever a story where they were mirroring each other and then the three images would start to do something different? Like, or were they mirrored to do the exact same movements the whole time?
2: Every I'm, I'm trying to think, but every report that I've received seems like they're mirrored constantly. And there's almost always three of them. I heard one report out of Australia where there were two of these entities And that wasn't reported to me. I found that on a a different and I really wish I could think of the the YouTube page that that's on. But uh, basically, it was a a cop that that ran into these two figures that were mirrored and they they drove a strange vehicle and they disappeared, of course. Uh, So I don't know if those were mirrored men as well, but I, I couldn't help but notice the similarities between the two. Uh, in fact, it's people keep sending me a clip from um, Ghost Adventurers where apparently they found three figures walking in unison in a cemetery somewhere. And I've seen this clip a few times. I, I don't know if it's some sort of malfunction of the camera or what, but it is three figures that seem to be walking in this night vision off in the distance. You can barely make them out, but they seem to be mirrored, and there definitely are three of them. So perhaps they've even been caught on camera.
1: Sweet. Wow.
0: That's
1: strange. <laughs> <laughs> see chad uh you know another reason to not like snow there you go, yeah, and you know the other thing too uh why I'm not really all that worried about mirrored men is aren't a lot of the uh a lot of the sightings don't they have something to do with maybe like a street lamp or security light or something that's it seems to be the ones I've heard of is that's where they when they first see them they're kind of strolling around underneath a security light maybe a street lamp something like that yeah I- Now that you mentioned that, I didn't
2: really put that together until you did. Um, I can think of a handful of them that do involve the streetlight. The original Matt uh, Ray in Chicago, his uh, has to do with uh, like a security light coming on or something in his backyard. But then there's other cases like the deer stand case. Right. The case here by me at Strawberry Peak, which is basically a hiking trail that that some the story was that uh, this girl decided she was going to take a different path to this fire tower. And it's not far. It's 100 yards, maybe. So her friends went one way and she went the other and they never found her. And she was missing for over an hour. And she finally comes stumbling out of the woods. And she's like, what's the big deal? I was gone for five minutes. But she's like, I saw these weird hooded figures back here. They were all moving at the same time. And that's when they put all this stuff together. And that's an experience I I love when this happens, too. That's an experience that uh, they didn't realize was mirrored men at the time. Uh, years later, he heard the show and he's like, well, wait a minute. The, this perfectly describes this encounter that took place uh, with my friend at Strawberry Peak. And of course, I got to do an investigation there. Uh, I actually have a YouTube video up on my page where I, I went there and kind of showed where the location happened. There wasn't a whole lot to discuss or or show, but uh, I, I tried to do my best to to give an indication of what this location looked like, what the atmosphere was like. And of course the day I went, it was super foggy. So it looked like I was in silent Hill or something. So it, <laughs> it creepier than, than I meant it to be, but uh, yeah, I don't know what these are, but I, I love them. I love them. I, I think they're super cool. Uh, they, they kind of remind me of uh, the flannel man phenomenon. If you guys are familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm blanking on names left and right today but uh, Timothy Renner I can't remember the name of his show but uh, his show uh, kind of does the same thing with flannel man that I did with mirrored Men. he kind of uncovered it I guess he got to kind of name the thing and uh, it's just another one of these phenomenons where these strange beings show up wearing a flannel shirt and do something weird and then just disappear yeah. so yeah I don't know what all this stuff is it's crazy. It's awesome. That's what it is. Right, <laughs> it, is right. cool. it is very yeah, cool. Yeah, because it's
1: I think it I think one of the things that's so awesome about it is it doesn't fit that normal mold. Yeah. Of it's not some animal-ish thing out in the woods like a dogman or a Bigfoot or a chupacabra or what have you. It's not that, oh, it's a spirit or ghost. It's not an alien coming from a UFO. It it kinda is its own thing and it breaks the molds of other paranormal slash cryptid It
2: does. And like the black-eyed kids, it's just a person or people, I guess. Um, So you could get right up next to them and not realize that this may be something uh, dangerous or off-putting or whatever you want to call it. It's just something about the human element to it. These, These appear to be normal people other than their behavior that they're doing and the outfits that they're wearing. So, well, I guess they have frog lips, but I've seen <laughs> I've seen some weird looking people in my day. So there I you know. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of speechless about the whole thing, but I, I guess as the quote unquote expert on the subject, I, I shouldn't be speechless. But I, I just don't know. And I don't want to I don't want to make stuff up. So I just try to regurgitate facts that I've able to back up with some sort of anecdotal evidence and uh, and go that way. I, I don't want to throw out too many. Uh, theories because what good's that going to do is really
1: right. <laughs> True. All right. So where are all of the places that uh, everybody can find you, Derek? Oh boy.
2: This is the hardest part of an interview.
1: Um, <laughs>
2: well, you can find monsters among us basically anywhere that you can find a podcast. Um, you see, I have a YouTube page as well, and I have some videos up there. I try to debunk a few listener submitted videos. Uh, so you can check me out monsters among us on YouTube. Uh, I have a Patreon, so if you really like the show and you want to get some extra episodes, it's $4 a month. You get two extra episodes a month. And let me think. Um, oh, the, the documentary. I don't know when that's coming out. If you're interested, you could probably still visit the Kickstarter site and see the trailer. It's uh, The title of the film is uh, Shadows in the Desert, High Strangeness in the Borrego Triangle. So if you YouTube that or you check it out on Kickstarter, you can watch that trailer. And what else? Uh, you can find me on
1: any of the socials. Just search Monsters Among Us. If you type in Derek Hayes into Google, oh boy, there are a lot of Derek Hayes. There are. Isn't that weird?
2: It's not a a common name, you would think, but there's a race car driver. There's a film director. There's an
1: author. There's uh, often imitated, never duplicated. Never duplicated. Just like paranormal guys, Chad.
2: By the way, I love the name,
1: guys. I've never told (laughs) you that, but so clever. I love it. that chad can take every bit of credit for that because i had a name when we first started want to do this that was uh not that great let's say looking back well, i think we have to hear it what was it chad was it Paranormacopia? yeah something <laughs> like that good job chad
0: mm, thank you
1: through? <laughs> that's right Chat, Chad occasionally uh, puts my ideas uh, where they need to go. <laughs> I mean, right. there's nothing wrong with throwing ideas
2: out. Just not every one of them has to stick. But you got well, half of it. I mean, sure. it, but I do. I love the name. I, I think it's brilliant and, and super clever. That's right. Thank yeah. you. And once again,
1: often imitated, Chad
0: never duplicated.
1: That's right. <laughs> we're we're not paranormal chicks or what? What is that other one?
0: paranormal chicks i think paranormal chicks paranormal
1: gals there's uh,
0: paranormal guys paranormal yeah team up with them i mean it's
1: or we can we could just start a pair a podcast war
2: paranormal people (laughs) (laughs) two pairs of paranormal people
1: and it was getting off the rails here um (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) but Speaking of places to find people, that's to find us. Go to paranormal, paranormal Uh We still have the YouTube channel updated, Chad? Yes. You can be proud of me.
0: I am. And, I oh, some downtime.
1: wait, breaking news. I got our YouTube channel renamed. Really? Yes, it is not Paranormal Guys Paranormal Podcast anymore. It's Paranormal Guys. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah there was a just lot of time for them to take you down probably <laughs> oh so it usually works. they already yeah. don't like us they've they've taken videos down before oh have they? I, I don't even yeah. pay attention if
2: they if they take mine down i don't <laughs> even know like i'll be honest like every week it's just like a fury to keep up and, and get the next episode out so once the episode's gone it's completely out of my head i, I couldn't even tell you what the calls were last week i'm already focusing on the, you know the next one so uh it's just uh kind of like a marathon I guess except for I'm sprinting week to week
1: yeah I I I tend to obsess on numbers for at least a week after a show comes out so (laughs) I don't I don't even have time to look
2: honestly the only time I ever look is when somebody's asking for like some sort of advertising or something right like give them a number and then I'm like, oh, a little shocked but um I I don't know if it's happened with you guys but a lot of podcast numbers have been going down due to the uh, pandemic because people aren't um uh, traveling they're not you know driving to work commuting that kind of thing so right. a lot of the numbers are pretty far down uh, for a lot of these shows so it's unfortunate but i think they'll they'll bounce back if, oh yeah you know, everybody sticks with it and they'll, yeah, they'll get eventually. when people do start traveling they'll have all these these backlog
1: episodes to listen to more cryptids <laughs> that's right so yeah youtube uh facebook chad puts all kinds of cool things on facebook all the time Search for us everywhere at com, And while you're on Facebook looking for us, Chad, you need yes. to look for one Mr. William Blanchard. He's a gentleman that uh, does all the music for the show. He's a musical genius. He nice. is. <laughs> so you can find him at Facebook.com slash William Blanchard Soundtrack. Derek, once again, thank you so much for uh, coming on our little uh, podcast here. And before I go, I want to thank you again for my sculpture. Uh, Chris did.
2: Um, I'm. It's the Mothman and Flatwoods bookends. Am I right? That's what I ended up. That with. is what they are, yeah. and they're, they're doing, doing their own special thing. <laughs> I can't. They're showing up on Wednesday, and man, I can't tell you how excited I am. You guys will uh, see some photos of that.
1: I'm sure. Awesome. So yeah, thank you again, Chad. As always. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, like I said, my concept of time is way off, so instead of have a paranormal weeks, have an indeterminate amount of paranormal time frames.) Great. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Chris, wasn't there a particular uh, subject we were going to talk about today with Derek?
1: Well, you're here, uh, here in a minute, Chad. Okay, okay.
0: You calm down, uh, buddy. uh <laughs> <You> know I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. On the spot I want to hear more about this.